To encourage domestic manufacturing, the government rolled out scheme to promote setting up of battery storage capacity in the country. This scheme, along with the soaring demand for EVs, has got the battery space heated up, and at times quite literally. Instances of EV fires point to the safety issues and inefficient battery design, and also hint at the challenges involved. So how easy is it to gear up India's battery ecosystem? What are the challenges? How to overcome them? And where do the opportunities lie? Let's find out. It's Friday, the 1st of July. From the Economic Times, I'm Kiran Somvanshi. You're listening to the EV battery bed charged for change on the morning brief. This episode is part of the Economic Times Sustainability Forum initiative. in partnership with Boston Consulting Group In this episode I speak to Natarajan Shankar Managing Director and Partner BCG India Nilesh Kane Chief Mumbai Distribution and EV Operations at Tata Power and Shreyesh Mishra Co-founder Simple Energy Together we analyze what is charging up the battery space and how can tech help Before we jump on to understand India's position with regards to the batteries Let's understand batteries first. Batteries are chiefly made of lithium, cobalt, nickel, iron, copper and aluminum. Electric vehicles run on lithium iron or li-ion batteries. They store energy and they can be recharged. Batteries are stacked together in cells and modules to make a battery pack. Currently India imports lithium batteries in huge quantities instead of manufacturing them domestically. Nilesh explains the reason why India has a scarcity of the primary raw materials required for the manufacturing of the lithium ion cell because predominantly the batteries which are used for the vehicles as well as the battery storage in the grid level the lithium ion batteries are used so the material which required for the manufacturing of the battery material like lithium cobalt and the bauxite and the graphite up to some extent the graphite is available in india but rest of these materials are predominantly available in china along with the countries like chile congo australia and all so we are dependent on the basic material required for the battery and that's why we are dependent 
uh, import that batteries. Anyway, we have gone a stage ahead and we are started doing assembly of the batteries. But uh, definitely, as the raw material, we are dependent overseas. It is not just raw material dependency that is a reason for imports. Natarajan points to the lack of investment in local manufacturing. Globally, if you really look at how cell manufacturing investments have happened, they require a large amount of scale and a fair bit of certainty of demand. Actually, globally, most investments in cell manufacturing happen only once the demand is more or less assured. It's sort of market where players have been investing after they have a fair degree of certainty of almost demand and in a lot of cases even back-to-back contracts for a large part of the capacity they are putting in. And hence, from a starting point of India, where at a high level, first the electrification certainty itself was getting dumped up over time. I think now the intent from the government and players is very clear. Second, from an India point of view, the vehicle ecosystems are very different, right? So what a two-wheeler requires in terms of um, cell technology, both chemistry and form factor, may be different from what a four-wheeler requires compared to what a bus requires. And hence, there was sort of this whole part of players being uncertain about both scale and the certainty of demand. Uh, Well, Shrest makes a case for pushing this local manufacturing. So usually what companies do that they get it from somebody else. In the Indian market, we see a lot of players that are getting it from a third party or importing it from a neighboring country and rebranding and selling it in India. That maybe in the shorter run, it would help us help the companies in making some money. But in the longer run, when you talk about the incidences where batteries have caught fire, that is just because of the same reason. Because Indian conditions are different from any other country. The temperatures vary. The riding conditions vary. The terrestrial conditions also vary. All those things play a very important role. So in right now, a lot of players are doing that. But I believe in order to control the complete vehicle or complete control the quality of it or the safety of it, you need to do it in-house. Sensing the need for pushing local manufacturing of batteries, the government of India rolled out a production-linked scheme for advanced chemistry cell, ACC, battery storage last year. This is probably one of the most important aspects of uh, the EV ecosystem in India, lowering battery costs and localization of battery manufacturing. The ACC PLI scheme had an outlay of 18,100 crores that it envisaged setting up of 50 gigawatt hour capacity in India. Well, the scheme seems quite timely and it got a good response. In March this year, four companies were selected under the scheme Hyundai, Ola Electric, Reliance New Energy Solar, and Rajesh Exports. But how effective is it going to be in pushing local manufacturing? PLI scheme that the government is giving to the companies that helps the companies get into the Indian market and set up their production facility. It also helps OEMs like us and other companies, power tool manufacturers and all those companies as well to fulfill their needs because right now we are dependent on importing the cells from outside. And when the cells are being manufactured in India, that would help in governing the quality of the complete the battery pack and the complete vehicle or if a power tool is being used that way. So that's definitely a great policy and the government is taking initiatives towards bringing companies in India and manufacturing. But how soon we can see the scheme showing results? I could see around three years will require to build up all that facility in time to come. But definitely uh, there is a good push from the government side as well as there is a big market 
Therefore, a lot of companies are coming forward. Companies like the Reliance and the Solar, Ola Electric, Hyundai, etc. has come forward. But obviously, it will take some time. Natarajan also shares this optimism, but provides an interesting perspective. In my view, at least 70 to 100 gigawatt hour of SEN manufacturing will come in over the next two, three years. As players are investing in this space, of course, they need to be competitive in terms of cost and technology. And as we are also partnering with many players on this journey, we are actually seeing them focus exactly on that and ensuring a fit for the Indian environment as well. I think the only other element to call out is that we do require investments in technology and upstream manufacturing, which is essentially cell component manufacturing. Because otherwise, from the import dependence on batteries, where we are today, we will ensure that cell assembly comes in. But it is equally critical that cell raw material manufacturing also sort of gets localized over time. Otherwise, the dependence on imports will just move one step backward. While the PLI scheme sounds great, it is definitely not a panacea for the battery sector. There are certain challenges to overcome outside of the scheme. As our experts point out, these are related to upstreaming, financing models, designing and customizing of the batteries, as well as space of tech adoption. I would say today we are still one step removed to ensure that the cell component localization also starts to happen, which I think is the next most critical agenda for us as a country to solve for. So I think that is one challenge on the supply chain side. The second part, I will broaden it beyond just the infrastructure, right, to also cover the ecosystem. From the demand side, if I really look at the largest challenge, I would actually call out two aspects. One is just the entire financing ecosystem, right? Uh, And that includes gamut of elements. It includes ensuring that the resale value is, is established. It ensures that the technology risk is taken care of. It has to build in the fact that people are willing to fund the EV. So there are a set of factors which need to come together there. The second large element on the infrastructure is the entire charging infrastructure. But there, I think India is different and unique, right? The infrastructure for a two-wheeler is very different than that for a four-wheeler, which can be very different than what a three-wheeler or a commercial vehicle requires, right? And I think the charging infra in India will evolve in a very different way compared to global markets. That's because of each of these vehicle categories having differing needs. Swapping, I think, will be a solution for the commercial use cases, which will coexist with home charging. And public charging will also be critical for some use cases, but it may not be a barrier for others. See, the government policy was the challenge, but recently government of India has come up with the standard policy as well as the standard specifications of the battery. And that was a challenge, but now it will take up. Obviously, the first thing what we have discussed that we are dependent on importing the material so far as the battery manufacturing is concerned. That is another challenge. And the third thing that how fast, you know, we will implement that technologies across because a lot of discussion so far as the stationary battery storage as well as the electric vehicle manufacturing was being discussed. But this is the challenge that it is, this is something a chicken and egg. The electric vehicles are not being pushed because infrastructure is not available. But now the things are moving. So these are few challenges, but I could see the, the deck is clear and the things are moving in a positive direction. 
So the majority of the challenge is the design aspect and the infrastructure and the skilled labor because lithium-ion technology is still relatively new to the Indian market. So people need to work a lot and a lot of time has to be spent on understanding how it behaves because lithium-ion technology was initially evolved in the European and the Western market where the temperature is not as much varied as like Indian conditions. So people need to understand and government and government is also working towards this and companies are putting in a lot of efforts and money to impart that knowledge or gain that knowledge by testing and validating the battery packs in real-time conditions, how they would perform. And then only it would help us in uh, doing the manufacturing of cells or the battery packs. Efforts are being made to implement new technologies in order to overcome some of these challenges. As Natarajan says, not all of them are related to tech alone. There are many innovations happening. Some of them are technology innovations, some of them are business model innovations. For example, take the entire financing ecosystem. Many people are experimenting with ways to almost assure a resale guarantee to commercial players while tying up the use of a second life battery. Now that's a business model innovation, not necessarily a technology innovation, but it builds strongly on a digital platform. So I would say innovation is happening at all levels. I think the innovations I would cut into three parts. First is there are manufacturing improvements with the current cell technology. Elements like dry coating, tabless architecture, many of them will be critical to bring down the costs for the current cell technologies. The second is different chemistries like sodium, iron, etc., which depend only on easily available minerals. So that's the second level of innovation which is happening. The third is innovation at a cell level itself. Right. For example, solid state batteries or even before that lower cobalt cathodes, more silicon and anodes and completely different technologies like solid state itself. Nilesh provides us a similar peek into the technology that is determining the future of batteries today. Good developments are happening and a lot of new technologies are also being tested by Indian the institutes like the sodium ion technology, aluminum air technology zinc-based battery technology and lithium-ion technology. Recently, the Bangalore-based battery startup Pravag was acquired by the European Renewable Energy Company, Eden Group. And the companies like the recently, the Leclanche has partnered with Excide and they have started the battery manufacturing in India. For the electric vehicle, the new technology like solid-state batteries with the solid-ion conducting material in place of liquid electrolyte is found to be in the most of lithium-ion batteries and that can store more energy, they're safe and this expands the vehicle range from the same size of the battery and allows smaller batteries, typically lighter and in lower risk of fire. So this is a development so far as the electric vehicle is concerned. Uh, another is the zinc-based and iron-based batteries are coming in a big way. A lot of research happened. Typically for the Indian environment, they are very good. Vanadium redox flow batteries are also being tried in India. And this is also coming in big way. So that can be also a very good option vis-a-vis lithium-ion, gold nanowire gel batteries. So a lot of different chemistries and different types of the batteries are coming. In near future, there will be a scalability for these chemistries. Wow. There is quite a lot happening for us to be positive about the battery ecosystem. However, this bell of caution is important to heed too. So there are various technologies that are being worked upon. But again, that is in very initial stage of development. I would say it would take another decade or something of that sort to 
stabilized and because it has to be commercially viable and it has to be tested across the conditions. So that is something that is being worked upon an alternative to lithium ion cells. But again, that is a time taking process. And I see that another decade would take in order to replace that because lithium ion technology came in existence in around 1990s or late 1980s. But it's still not been able to penetrate completely into the market. So definitely there are opportunities that can be worked about and companies are working towards it. But again, that's a decade ahead. Well, that does seem to be a likely outcome. But though the real-world commercialization of new technologies may be a decade away, there is another worry that needs a more urgent solution and that is the recycling of the existing batteries. The life of an EV battery is between 6 and 8 years. It is to be replaced when its capacity starts falling below 80%. Then it is either repurposed for secondary applications or recycled by recovering metals from it. With the whole focus on sustainability and the circular economy, companies have to now plan about reducing the carbon footprint of their batteries. Any company that is working on lithium ion battery packs should take that into consideration that after 5 years or maybe 10 years down the lane, lithium ion waste would be a challenge to face and they should consider that that second life of a cell is a very important thing that can be used and that can be used for multiple purposes. Because in an electric vehicle, you have this specific charge discharge that is required. But in domestic use or let's say a power tool, you don't require that kind of charge discharge. So that can be utilized and used in a proper way so as to reduce the overall carbon footprint. I think because of both the technology innovations as well as the manufacturing innovations and the use of the right minerals. I think there is a lot of focus from players. Are there solutions which will get implemented tomorrow? I think in India, again, the context which I said where manufacturing doesn't even exist for sales, right? So part one is really getting a lot of this scale up and going, but ensuring sustainability within that is on the agenda of, I would say, almost every player who's investing here. So I think both of those in India today, as manufacturing is coming up for batteries, it goes hand in hand. And people are thinking about both of these elements very simultaneously. Given these issues and the work that is cut out for the industry, is it possible to have the price of the EV car coming down to match its petrol variant in a year's time, as envisaged by the Union Minister Nitin Gadkari? Our guests think it is possible, but may take a little longer. From the government point of view, there are many factors which affect the economy of scale, how scalability will be achieved, how many EV cars will be manufactured, what sort of government support will be there so far as the taxes is concerned, import duties is concerned and all. So without going into the details, it is difficult to answer that. But the way electric vehicles, you know, getting increased over a period of time, there is a good demand for the electric vehicle. The EV charging infrastructure is being scaled up in a big way. And if the, all the things go, uh, then at least in the next three years, the target of getting EV price matched with the uh, normal vehicle quite looks to be achievable. The government has definitely great plans, but I believe another 18 to 24 months it will take. But in the longer run, it's not just the government that who has to work upon. It's also the OEMs and the infrastructure that needs to be built by the companies that will help in bringing the costs down and making the electric vehicles more affordable. 
because R&D is the key to all the problems that we have right now. If we design, develop things according to the Indian conditions, we will be able to bring the prices down at the same time. The mood around EV batteries in India is definitely electric. And even as the government paves the road with schemes to move in auto-drive or Atmanirbhar mode, one must remember this is not a plug-and-play model. The impact of the investments under the scheme will take time to scale up. Meanwhile, there are issues related to safety and design of the batteries that the manufacturers of EVs will have to solve for the consumer to trust and buy their products. The wheel of change has started. It is up to the industry players to ensure that the opportunity is well leveraged. You have been listening to the EV battery bit charged for change on the morning brief with me, Kiran Somanshi. Thank you, Natrajan, Nilesh and Shreshth. Appreciate your participation and the insights that you all share. Do tune in to ET Play, our latest platform for all audio content, including the morning brief. This episode was produced by Surbhi Modi from Economic Times and Saundarya Jaychandran from Awas. Sound editors Swati Joshi from Awas and Indranil Bhattacharji from the Economic Times. Executive producers Anupriya Bahadur and Arijit Barman. We hope you like this episode. Do share it on your social media networks. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Have a great weekend ahead. All clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits mentioned in the description.